0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of entrepreneurship in development markets where we share our journey and our experience in building in developing markets and also just talk about uh, entrepreneurship as a whole. I am here with my co-host Lincoln. How's it going?
1: Good. That's a good introduction. Your uh, introduction was longer this time. Does that mean we're growing in our in our expanse here? What we cover? (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah introduction is a lot besides just the name and introduction is just a little bit longer this time just uh just give 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 the listener a little bit more context as to what our podcast is about you know because we've so. almost talked
1: about everything to do with the developing world and uh <laughs> we got an interesting one lined up today you're gonna to be the star
0: oh man um i'm excited um so last week um i had to. Opportunity to go to um, an event at Draper University. Um, if for all the listeners that are not familiar with Draper University, it's not actually a university. <laughs> I well, had found those? that out myself. Yeah, <laughs> one of those. Um, it was uh, Draper University was started by um, uh, Tim Draper, um, pretty influential in Silicon Valley and just in the startup and entrepreneurship space. And he started Draper University to be sort of, uh, I would say more of a, a, like an incubator for helping entrepreneurs build um, their businesses and for him to be able, or his VC firm to be able to um, invest in promising startups that go through um, his program. So, so, it's really um,
1: like at, ground zero for anybody in Silicon Valley, yeah.
0: Um, I think it's a it's a great program for um, certain certain um, types of entrepreneurs or people who are looking for that um, guidance or want to be an accelerator or they have an idea and looking for just um, um, structure. But I was there for just like a two and a half day uh, conference where it was called uh, uh, Tech Weekend, um, and it was a it, it was a really um, good experience for me while being there. And I was just there just to I was on the Draper University campus and uh, just interacting and mingling for two and a half days with entrepreneurs building all types of different businesses and it was just cool to see what people were building so that,
1: yeah so let me ask are were you the only guy there who does business in the developing world were you the only <laughs> guy that recognized there was something outside of california or were there others no
0: actually no actually there's a lot of, uh draper university attracts a lot of international um uh, student um well entrepreneurs i should say um yeah okay from all over so i really connected with uh one uh one guy from um dubai um, that was building a web3 uh startup uh, i connected with another guy from india that's also building a tech startup. Um, they're c- connected with people from Slovenia, so there was there was a good mix of uh, of I- of international uh, entrepreneurs uh, at this uh, two and a half day uh, conference.
1: Wow, good. So I wonder, you know, when we're thinking about the developing world, and this might take us slightly off track for just a minute, but. You're mentioning Mm -hmm. these three people from, uh, outside the U S that are developing apps and maybe in this app saturated environment that we're in, in the States, we think that every app that's ever needed to be made has already been made. Right. And now we're onto the silly stuff, but Mm -hmm. aren't there, are there a lot of local applications that need to be made? Like, could you do a, do you think a, a person could make a business just developing apps for the nation of Kenya, for example? or that were specific to African situations?
0: Oh, absolutely. I think there is still a massive, massive opportunity for uh, tech in different spaces. Like for example, one area that I learned about that is very underdeveloped even in the U.S. when it comes to tech is construction. Construction make is a massive cool. percentage of our GDP, um, but, it's the it's a space with the least amount of technological like innovation it, it, there's not a lot of tech so, like in that you're space talking maybe yet.
1: construction management like project management kind yeah. of stuff or are you talking like construction management and validation
0: yeah all, all these different tools because even in the US like the the tools that exist are very heavily favored in like one particular like space, like finance is usually always okay. like the breakthrough space that most people um, want to build their startup in, right? Um, I'm I'm in okay. the insurance space with another uh, business, and I know for sure that like technology is not widely adopted in the insurance space at all. Like until okay. COVID happened, most insurance uh, most insurance uh, companies didn't really even have an online portal for Managing their, uh, managing their customers, <laughs>
1: so, and that was only okay, three years you showed ago. Showed up in person or sent it in the U.S. mail. Huh? Wow!
0: Yeah, okay. I'll call your agent. I'll, I'll call call your agent on the phone.
1: <laughs> right. Okay. Wow. So, but, did you see some promising things? Anything that you oh, want to get man, involved um,
0: in? I think I think there's a there's there's just a so so much uh momentum in um ai right now um in terms of what people Mm -hmm. are building in the space there's a lot of people building ai startups just because just for the like the namesake of saying hey i'm building an ai startup but i do think there is this massive massive um shift that's happening where anything that can uh have AI incorporated into it will be incorporated into it from medicine to uh, from like AI that assists doctors and patient care to um, AI that um, helps you manage your fitness and tracks like your um, one startup that I saw was uh, they had an AI platform that you can use with um, your uh, your smartphone and if you're like lifting if you're lifting weights, it would tell, it would tell you like, if your form was bad and the different things to like, correct
1: and like. <laughs> coaching that you probably wouldn't appreciate. <laughs>
0: yeah. Coaching, coaching that most people wouldn't appreciate, uh, appreciate. And also coaching that might even discourage you from working out, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, one of the big, one of the big things that the, um, the founder of the business said was hey uh the number one reason why a lot of people stop their uh uh their fitness journey when they when they start is due to injuries that happen um, while they're trying to okay. get in shape so like the better form you have you know the the goal is you know sure. you're less in like prone to injury and you're actually able to hit hit your um hit your uh, fitness goals. But then, uh, you know, I saw, so yeah, there is a lot of promise within um, the AI space and um, as a whole.
1: How much of this do you think is uh, just like, you know, relabeled, oh, it's Kleenex's, but it has AI in it now. Uh, so now it's cool. <laughs> How much of is there just a normal business being relabeled with uh, artificial intelligence?
0: I think it's probably 99, ninety nine, ninety nine percent. Oh wow! Of it is <laughs> it's being relabeled, but right now, re- relabeling is selling um, because okay. that's what uh, that's what investors are looking for. Um, if you, um, we, I had a conversation with a couple of entrepreneurs. I'm like, well, first, a couple of years ago, if you were in the crypto space and you're building a crypto, or uh, crypto or blockchain um, um startup you were you were you were hot mm-hmm. you know you were the hot girl on the block <laughs> you know
1: instantly cool
0: but yeah yeah you were instantly cool but since crypto is not doing so hot anymore you know all of the um the, there's not a lot of investment going into that area as much or into blockchain so the vcs moved on they moved on um then they moved from crypto to trying to positions things as like web three, which is you have ownership over, uh, the, uh, ownership over your data and, um, you have ownership over like who has access to your data. And it was like this independent data movement that, uh, took place on the internet, which to me was always very bizarre because where, yeah, I have ownership over my data, but like how much data management do I really give a shit about <laughs>
1: how, <laughs> or do I really write how, how much time am I going to spend doing that? Exactly.
0: <laughs> yeah. And how do I, inf- how do I really enforce a violation of of this without, right. and, and it was bizarre to me because I always, I always felt like if there was anything that, um, the consumer or, um, uh, internet users could do is we, I think we're at the digital age where I think, a internet bill of rights is probably a better blueprint where the government says, "Hey, mm-hmm. as being part of a, as a digital citizen, we know that the internet is now a val um, a valuable part of being able to function in society and being able to uh, right. uh, being able to get around. So there needs to be uh, there needs to be a internet bill of rights that's developed. Like all citizens living within the United States have these rights." the right to their data, to data protection, the right to um, um, not be having their data sold unless without their permission. These things that are, have a more like structural legal blueprint that can actually mm-hmm. be enforced. In, in and so, right. but anyways, <laughs> but you know, now yeah. it's the AI, it's the AI movement.
1: This is the excitement, right? Okay, yeah. so what else did that's you that's learn at this? Uh, tell me again, the name of the university?
0: So it's uh, Draper University um, and it Draper was um, University. F- yeah uh, something that'll be famous
1: though look uh, one of my kids <laughs> goes to Cornell and Cornell was started by this dot-com billionaire uh, called Ezra Cornell who used to own some land there in Ithaca, New York and then he got involved with this idea to string a piece of wire all the way across the United States and make the first telegraph and he was a shareholder in that first company called Wells Fargo. And when he cashed out, he started a university. So, you know, maybe Draper will be as famous as Cornell someday.
0: Hey, that's, that's how it always starts. Um, so, yeah, I think sure. it's in the right place. Um, and it's currently in the right time and air. So I definitely think it yeah. the university has continued, that program has continued to make a name for itself in um, just around the entrepreneurship um space
1: so what were some other takeaways what were some other things that you learned
0: i think one of the really uh big takeaways is when you work in uh, a silo um environment like i do where or you just don't really interact Mm -hmm. with as many business owners or entrepreneurs uh, uh, on a day-to-day basis you forget where, what point you are in the journey of building um, your uh, your startup. And sometimes it may, you may feel like you're not, you're not where you're supposed to be at or you're fa- or just like, you're so far behind. And that's something, you know, like if you've listened to a couple of our uh, episodes the last couple of times, like that's something I've been feeling like, hey, you know, like, say, like improving sales has been, Uh, a huge uh, challenge uh, for us uh, right now or um, taking a step back in sales like we were growing with sales and our sign I I still haven't figured it out but um, we took a step back in like uh, sales and revenue but going to this conference just 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 kind of uh, reassured me of like this, this journey of building is um, it's it's just such a roller coaster ride because everyone just has mm-hmm. sort of the same sto- sort of the same story, right? And some people have been at been at it for far longer than I have, with and they don't have nearly the um, the results that I have in terms of like the results that I want. I and mean, they're like, man, like you did, you're you done that in like uh, the last two and a half years, and, and you been, made a like, profit. Those- <laughs> yeah, I I've been, They're not sure I've, been that is. I've been I've been built Yeah, I've been building my technology for the last 6 years, right. Mm-hmm. Um granted there's different levels of like challenges that come with different technology, but um it just it it just made me um feel more grateful and also um ground myself in like hey, this is just a journey like um I see this guy that, that's building this startup and it's an amazing startup, but he's he's going through the grind. He's going through the grind as well. And I think that just gave me just a more um positive upbeat attitude. Cause don't mm-hmm. get me wrong, like the last two and a half months, I've been taking a beating. So <laughs>
1: you need just you needed just something people. to lift you up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's been taking a massive beating, but you know, it, it, it just allowed me to like center myself again and get out of my own head. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was probably one of just, uh, my, um, uh, biggest, uh, takeaways. And also like that I had a lot of value to share with a lot of people that were there, um, that were there as well. Um, in terms of developing and building, even though um, a lot of these uh, founders that were there, they have either they migrated to like the US or um, they lived overseas. I was, I was still surprised that they didn't, they didn't fully utilize the blueprint that, um, that I utilized to build my team in Serbia and now building in, in Africa uh, some of these blueprints where I'm like, Hey, like, yeah, you can do, you can do, uh, this is how you can hire, uh, this like, and I'm like, mm-hmm. you, you are in it, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you are right in the market that I operated. You should know this, you know? So it was, it, it was
1: interesting to see. So why I'm like, you, oh man, you, you did that? So why do you think you value? <laughs> yeah. So it, it's, it's like you valued their people more than they did. Is that what they're just not seeing the value and hiring locally or what do you, what do you think's happening?
0: Um, I, I, I'm not, I'm not fully sure. I think when something is right in front of you, you tend to usually miss it <laughs> or tend to take it for granted. Right. right.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. And I think that might be the case. I'm sure I'm, I'm guilty of that here, uh, in the States <laughs> as well, sure. but sure. But yeah, I think, I think for them, a lot, some, a lot of them came from the perspective of. Um, that like I heard a little bit where it's just more like, oh yeah, building the, building a startup in the U S is like, it's the thing to do. <laughs> and mm-hmm.
1: okay. Right. So they're thinking so, that once you get here and do it, then maybe you're going to become Bill Gates or something.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then maybe like all of the opportunity is here in the States when I honestly see his other way, I'm like a, a lot, you know why would i jump in the public pool when i can just go and build my own pool uh, somewhere else sure. and just have a bigger yeah. pool <laughs> have a bigger pool yeah and that's how i feel about this that's how i feel about the states when it comes to starting a uh business here and hiring over here for me um yeah. so yeah
1: Lots that's of a lot of the conversation
0: yeah and i think um one of the big uh, um, reasons is to maybe they over they overlook it is that um, it just doesn't sound great to when you're pitch, uh, pitching investors, and this is what I have noticed: is it doesn't sound great to investors when you tell them that you know you you know you are building your business in uh, Kenya or 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 Ghana or Morocco, right? And you're not U.S. based um it's it mm-hmm. you it's already hard enough to raise money like i think less than less than 0.5 percent of businesses ever raise money as a whole um and right it's even harder and i think even the percentage is probably so low for international businesses to um to be able to raise money yeah. from um, vcs and so yeah you don't like i, I think sometimes you don't want to put that message in. They, you may not want to put that message in out there because you're like, yeah, if I say that, you know, people are not going to embrace it. And how many how many VCs right. really specialize in developing markets? You know, oh, it's already the business of investing in startup is already risky enough. Now in the developing market. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And there are some, and there's a, there are a growing number, but they, they would invest in African companies, not in us companies dealing in Africa. And when, when you're doing that, yeah. you're really just kind of, uh, you got the worst of both worlds. That's what happened to us. I had a friend who was a business broker and uh, a certain point a few years ago, when they're we looking at what, you know, how to, uh, what to do with the business. And he said, Oh, this is very sellable. You, you, you've got a great business. And, and, uh, came and visited us and took the financials away and all that. And then a couple of months later, I said, so what happened? And he said, oh, the investors love your business. It's great. It's super profitable. There's no debt. It's wonderful. Um, but then they just asked me about well, where's the inventory and where are the customers? And they're all in Africa. I was like, yeah, it is called African energy. <laughs> like, oh, well, that just kills the deal.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we're, uh, we were having a little bit of, this might be a little controversial opinion, but oh well, uh, with a podcast, you're going to have a controversial opinion. We were having a, um, sure. a discussion and me, me and a couple of founders were like, man, you know, like the, the VC that I, I really try to stay away from is... Any VC that's like, oh, we're about diversity or inclusion, and then they have, and then they have like, like a couple of like, let's say like their analysis uh, people who like are black. I've always found them to be the hardest to pitch an idea to, because I think. It's like, there's a, there's like a, there's like a mental, there's like a mental thing that happens, not that they don't want to support black startups and all that other thing. But I think it's that when a black founder pitches a black VC and he has his white, uh, colleagues, he he is trying to make sure he's trying to make sure that the image that he's not biased towards a black, <laughs> towards a black startup. So right, he right. is more stringent.
1: <laughs> so, he <overdoes> it.
0: <laughs> yeah. He overdoes he it. Yeah. And, and, and you leave and you leave the media you're like, dude, like you, you went so you went so eat, like you went so easy on these, um, uh, like, you just went easier, but on me, you like, you're beating, you're beating me up. And we actually saw that uh-huh. in, um, we actually saw that at the conference because there was a pitch competition. So I became okay. really, uh, uh, really close to the two days they were there, uh, with a the guy from Dubai. And one of the, one of the judges, um, she was also from, um, uh, like the middle East and the the guy the guy gets up there pitches his startup first of all they didn't even they didn't even give him the clicker so like he was already at a disadvantage because some the uh, the last person that came up just took the clicker and sat down so he didn't really have his presentation to be able to go through and I'm just like well, I don't know why they didn't give him the clicker I, I'm like so he pitches his startup and like the first thing that comes out of uh the lady's mouth is like i don't understand your business. i don't understand your business and i'm like you're a judge like ask the ask the questions to understand the business and like he would not she would not let him speak just like as soon as he'll be like so what does your business do and then he'll just bombard like berate him with like questions like just ongoing questions and he couldn't really even finish like explaining and that's when we just started having that conversation about just um, um, just you sometimes deal with like these VCs that have, they might have really great intentions and they might be really trying to open it up to getting more people of color or uh, black founders, um, more funding, but mm-hmm. a lot of the times, Dealing with them becomes such a hassle because they just don't they're 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 in this mind space of like, hey, I let me make sure like I'm I'm a, like more thorough with this black guy <laughs> and don't show sure. bias. <laughs> and that's then difficult. and then I come Both across, works, isn't it? Yeah, and then, then I come across like a like a VC that's not like so that looks like me and it's like, oh, man, that's a great idea. We should talk or or and I'm just like, man. <laughs> <laughs> how can it be a little bit easier, easier, but I've also heard, I've yeah. also heard the same you... thing from like woman founders as well when, because there's not a lot of women I'm in, sure. um,
1: everybody's in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so it's really interesting. Um, like observation, to also just like see in person I'm experiencing it myself, but just to see it in person and how much, uh, uh, uh how much like, uh, tougher it is as well for
1: people out there. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Well, sounds like it was time well spent. And um, even, uh, even if you feel like you're maybe weren't as productive as you could be, it was a good uh, time to get a little more confidence in yourself. And when you feel like you're maybe not as hip as these other guys, just remember out here in rural Arizona, where the livestock business is really important and most of us come from ranch backgrounds ai stands for artificial insemination and so we're really excited that people are using ai as much as we do out here
0: uh, ai is going to be coming for your tractors and i'm sure they already uh, started um <laughs> But uh, just to wrap up this episode, if you enjoy this episode, please go and subscribe uh, to the podcast on your favorite podcasting app and uh, leave us a review and, uh, and a comment, and we will catch you next time.